Hey guys, how are you? So I'm going to do a little health update about what's going on with me at the end of this podcast. That way there, if you're interested, you can still hang in there. Just before we get going, I want to ask something of you. Please do not miss the next show that I'm putting out, which will be out by this weekend. It is amazing. It's something that I just discovered. I have to tell you about it. I'm really excited, and it's something that you're going to be able to do as well. So that will be out this weekend. Don't miss it. Best way not to miss it, you know, subscribe. Then you won't miss a moment of the fun. Now, I did a video short on an older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel. I put that out a few days ago, and I wanted to chat a bit more about that. Now, the dating techniques that my generation, and probably many of you as well, what we utilized has maybe fallen by the wayside, and new methods have become the norm. But does my generation approve of these new ways? Will we jump on the online dating experience? Let's talk about it. I am Joey Hernandez, and welcome to An Older Gay Guy Show. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com. So let me start this little discussion with what I put in that short video. And by the way, I always I always say discussion like me and you are talking back and forth. Sorry, it's one-sided, but feel free, please, to speak and answer me out loud. Maybe I'll get the message. So I want to tell you about this short video that I did and see if you agree with it or disagree. But I do want to keep the following in mind. Now, not all young people are part of this new philosophy, just some, and we ourselves probably do some of the same things, including myself. So no judgment, just discussion, (laughs) back and forth, and opinions. Sorry, my mouth is so dry. Okay, so what I talked about in the video, which was a YouTube short, so I had to keep the video at 58 seconds in order for it to be fitting into the short, right? It can't be a minute, can't be 59 seconds. It has to be like 58 or less. And I was constantly editing it down, like taking out the and uh and everything I could. But I got it down there. It's posted on the YouTube channel. And in it, I say that I know about a half a dozen guys online here, maybe even more than that. And in their postings and in their discussions and YouTube videos, they talk about how they have boyfriends online. Now, these boyfriends are only online. They have never met. In a couple instances, the person lived thousands of miles away. They had never had sex. They never will have sex. And they call it boyfriends. Now, I guess, you know, that's different for me 
But, you know, I can understand the change in thinking with online stuff now. But here's the thing. One of those guys last week had a video where he was talking about how his online boyfriend that lives thousands of miles away that they've never had sex with, never will, the guy that lives thousands of miles away cheated by sleeping with a guy that lives right where he is, thousands of miles away. And the person that was posting it was online, and they were the one that feels like the other guy cheated on him. And it was this, you know, big drama, which, you know, the younger you go, I think the bigger the drama you have. But I was just asking the question of if, you know, the people that would be my age, are there people that do this boyfriends online? It is, as I said, it's something that's understandable, but viewing the guy that was thousands of miles away is cheating on him. I mean, even without even plans for them to meet in person at any point. So I'm. that's just... <laughs> That one is just very odd. So these are the kinds of things that are examples of some of the new 21st century gay dating methods. Now, online certainly has changed what we used to do. Earliest for me was personal ads in newspapers. But a short mini story, just prior to to me starting to use the personal ads in newspapers, when I was about 14, I sent away from something that I certainly didn't have gay magazines at 14. I'm not sure where it would have come from, but it was this little black and white ad where if you send a dollar or whatever, you will get real photos of male athletes in their glory doing their sport fabulous you know fabulously fabulously something like that it was very enticing and so even at 14 you know i snuck and mailed a letter with the dollar in it or whatever and i get back this regular sized letter envelope and inside there were these different sized black and white cut out from a newspaper <laughs> and then xeroxed and so it the image is looks like it's really really old you know you can it's kind of, that's the way that the photography was done or that's the way the photography was done during that time period which was probably the 1960s so <laughs> They were just these maybe eight or whatever he had said he was going to send, eight newspaper pictures or magazine pictures. All the guys had bathing suits on or gymnastics outfits. <laughs> and along with that came a letter. And this letter was 
how to go about getting a refund, which I thought was a riot that they send this letter along with them. And in the letter, I, I don't remember specifically what they were, but there were all these different things that he says, you have to meet all of this criteria. I have no idea, you know, what they were. But he was obviously anticipating getting refunds sometimes. But anyway, back to what I was talking about, about the personal ads in newspapers, right? So the thing about personal ads in newspapers is it's really something that's close to my heart. Because even though I can't really say that any person that I... Uh, answered on a personal ad. Did I really date very much? I think I had one boyfriend, Mark, I think we met that way. And back then, you would see the little ad and it would, you know, say a few things about their physique or whatever, or what they're looking for, you know, little blurbs. And with a box number, and you send it to the newspaper at that box number and the person gets your letter. But what you do is if you are writing to them, then you include a photo of yourself and you send it to them. And if they, in fact, like what they see or whatever, they would hopefully mail a picture back. And yeah, that sounds like a big pain in the ass. But the thing is that I would anticipate for so many days, I would I would be obsessed with checking the mail to see if I got a response from someone that I sent to. And it was exciting, you know? And what I would do is I would receive an envelope, and it's obviously what it is, and you open it up, and it has a piece of paper, something that the person wrote to you, as well as probably the, the picture, a real regular picture that you got developed somewhere. And so what I would do is I would kind of let the, the photo fall out, you know, down onto the table or desk, and I wouldn't look at it right away. I would read the letter first to see what they had to say and kind of how I pictured the person, you know, in my mind. And sure enough, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> I would picture something and then I'd look at the photo and, you know, not that the guys weren't attractive or whatever. It wasn't what the vision was in my mind. And that's probably maybe the downside of doing these newspaper ads is, you know, it takes time. You have to be patient <laughs> and... uh you know, usually you'd give a phone number also, so the back and forth letter thing wouldn't take very long. But I would check the mailbox every single day waiting for them because they were these real photos. But because they're developed photos, there were no dicks, naked, even shirtless, because like 99% of them were developed at a photo mat probably. If you are too young to know what photomat is, Google it because it's really kind of interesting. <laughs> and when you're reading about it, just think the poor person is in the middle of a parking lot by themselves. So, you know, you would just wait it out and you go on dates and, you know, 
same old thing. Now, of course, there was or is both meeting in bars or cruising areas. So that's that's the tried and true probably way that things all started. Cruising areas like hundreds of years ago kind of thing. But, you know, meeting people in bars and buying each other drinks and maybe dancing if it turns into a club kind of thing. And, you know, you would spend the rest of the evening with that person and you would <laughs> you would have sex with that person 95% of the time. It was kind of maybe implied if you stayed longer with them throughout the evening that, yes, let's get naked. But that still exists in some bars here and there. Of course, I went to a lot of dance bars, way too many dance bars in my 40s. Ooh, anyway, I liked it. And cruising areas, too, I have to admit. Fun stuff. But once online started, then it was, do you recognize this sound? And that, of course, is connecting to AOL. And in AOL, they would have chat rooms. And you could chat, you could start a chat room about anything that you wanted to. You could start a chat room about a, a TV show. There were a lot of those movies, fictional characters, fantasy, about everything you could imagine, you know, mechanics and architecture and all that shit. But there were also the gay stuff, mostly men's rooms, some women's rooms, but not many really. It was a guy thing, for sure. And it was M, numeral four, and M. And it would hold maybe 20 people in M for M, man for man. And because that would fill up in the evening, this is in the evening and all on the weekends, someone would start an M for M two, M for M three, M for M four. But the thing is that you would pretty much like find the same guys in all the different chat rooms and sometimes they would be under different names also because the m4m chat room stuff on aol you had m4m leather m4m feet different things that people want to talk about or hook up about or whatever but, you know, it, it just seemed to be the same group of a few hundred people that after a while you get to know them and they're in everything. And the unfortunate thing is people would do it under different names. They, you know, basically lied and they lied a lot. And for me, and this was kind of because of my OCD I would always, like, whatever room, when I would try to go to M4M, maybe it puts me into M4M4. Throughout conversations and as people drop out, you go into a room. I, I, <laughs> this is going to sound so fucking stupid, but I really, I did this every single time. I worked my way up until I was in the number one M4M. Which doesn't matter. <laughs> it's really the same people, the same discussions. 
It really doesn't matter. It was just a competitive, bizarre thing. But pretty much those AOL chat rooms was a way to hook up. It was fun at the time. It just seems so old now, that technology. It wasn't that long ago, but it's so long ago. And then after AOL, that's when Manhunt came along. Yay, Manhunt. And Manhunt for me was where I parked my Jeep for several years. I was very much into Manhunt. That It worked great. I made clients. I got clients out of it. I got people that we shared interests and we just decided to be friends about whatever subject it is. There were some people that I dated a few times. And I think in all the years I was on there, and I was, well, I say all the years, maybe six, maybe, something like that. That seems a lot. But out of all that time, I think I only hooked up with someone three times. Different people, three different people. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I was this celibate thing for five years before I met Paco. I had just decided that I wanted to not have sex for five years. I just decided, I'm going to do this. I think it's healthy. It's good for me. So I didn't for five years, and then I met Paco, which works out nicely. And then after Manhunt came other dating sites, such as Daddy Hunt, Adam for Adam. eHarmony actually had some gay thing going on. Scruff, I like that one. Jacked. And for older guys, there is Silver Singles, Our Time, and Senior Match. And, of course, the daddy of them all right now, I guess, Grinder. I have to tell you that I have Grinder on my phone, but I've never used it. I think there's a couple times when I've been taking my dog to the park and I'm sitting down and I'm on my phone. I think I usually check, check it to see... The only thing it says is male, 64 years old. And I just go to see how many people looked at it without a photo at that age and whatever. So Grinder, as I hear, is great. A lot of people use it. A lot of people are happy with it. I have never used it to meet someone. I assume it would be similar to Manhunt kind of thing, you know. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, I think in many ways, hooking up has become easier because of Grindr and all. I assume Manhunt's still there somewhere, right? But if you are searching for a boyfriend or a husband, etc., maybe that's more difficult. So I'm sitting here editing for the show to come out tomorrow night, and I realize there's something that I forgot to say, and it's important for me to say this. So it has to do with what my attitude would be now if I wasn't with Paco. Now, what you may not know about me is I watch a lot of YouTube videos, way too many YouTube videos. And I also like to watch horror movies, thrillers and horror movies, and especially any movies that have to do with being in a cabin somewhere or going camping somewhere or, you know, some kind of adventure, even though 
it may be a horror film, right? It might be a movie about, well, there's so many movies about weird backwater families that live out in the middle of nowhere that kidnap the poor campers and terrorize them. (laughs) I, I try not to watch those. But supernatural stuff and and different things, I do like. So what has happened, because I watch all of this, is that if I wasn't with Paco, I'm not sure how I would hook up with anybody at this point. Whether it be on the apps, whether it be going to a bar and meeting someone, I would be kind of afraid to do it, to be honest with you, because I watch all these films. And I think back of my history of hooking up with guys in the different places that we did it, back at their place, back at my place, driving to somewhere else. And I think, God, I am so lucky that something horrible didn't happen in all those experiences. There's only two guys that I can think of that I hooked up with that ended up being physically aggressive and trying to inflict pain. And I got myself out of those situations very quickly. But other than that, there hasn't been a problem. But I think now, because of these films, I would be afraid that the person was a murderer, serial killer, someone that is into torture or bondage and not respecting people saying, no, I don't want to do that, being forced to do something, or coming to my house and maybe they're casing my house for some, you know, coming back with their friends and stealing shit, or even worse, coming back, breaking in, tying me up, stealing shit, and maybe hurting me. It's a really strong thing in my mind. And this being the crazy 21st century where the country is split and a lot of people hate a lot of other people, I would be even more concerned now. I also have a very probably unrealistic fear of going into the woods. Now, when I was growing up, I loved being in the woods. Every day after school, I would go off by myself into the woods and do all kinds of things. I would build forts. I would play TV show games. I would jerk off outside when I was a young kid and never thought about it. Never even thought that there would ever be a problem. And now, again, probably because of these films, I am absolutely afraid of bears. And with wildlife coming closer to people now because of all the devastation that we're doing in the world, you know, we have the wild turkeys that are outside every day running around through the neighborhood in the park. They're pecking at people's tires and flattening the tires. They are being aggressive at times and running after you. So the thought of a bear being near, you know, if we buy a property that's in the middle of Massachusetts, which is what we want to do, with a minimum of an acre of property, there is probably going to be some wooded area. I would like that. I would like to go into the woods with the dogs. 
But even in that kind of semi-rural area of Massachusetts, I would be really afraid of bears coming into the yard, coming into the property, and not knowing what to do. And I've said to Paco, you know what, I, I think if we do end up living in that kind of situation, I'm going to get a rifle, a hunting rifle. And when we do go into the forest or the local woods, I may carry the rifle. I'm not sure because I'm so afraid. So I just wanted to put that out there that even though I was somebody that mindlessly didn't even think about it, would hook up with people in many places and never give it a thought, I'm really lucky that somebody didn't try to do something. And maybe that's just being older. And as I get older, I get more afraid of all kinds of things, which is pathetic in my mind. For those that might meet their fair share of men on these sites, myself included, because it's easy to hook up and have sex if you're not with anyone, if you, if you don't have a boyfriend currently, then maybe you utilize that stuff, you know, more than if you were in a relationship, probably. And what I have learned, I think, is that once you are in that kind of lifestyle where you are meeting people, different people, and hooking up, first of all, that can become somewhat of an addiction. And if you especially were to meet someone on a site, say on Grinder, and the two of you hook up, and then you start dating, it's difficult sometimes to give up whatever camaraderie, good feelings, maybe obviously sexual feelings that you might feel when you go on to Grinder. That's possibly hard to give up. And if you're striving to have a relationship and maybe you and your partner have, you know, slept with your fair share of men, it took me forever to come up with this analogy, but it came to me today. Think if you were able to be in living in like a resort and they put out buffets for every meal. And these buffets are amazing with everything laid out with all these different meats and the salads are incredible and all these sauces. You can just make the most incredible plate of food. And you're used to that. In fact, you love the teriyaki beef. So even though you partake of a lot of the different things that are on the buffet, you go to teriyaki beef a little bit more. And when you are able to have a buffet of men and suddenly all you're able to have, say, is teriyaki beef. It was your favorite of the buffet, but it's going to be teriyaki beef every day, every day. Yup, teriyaki dick every night. The same teriyaki dick over and over again day after day, month after month, year after year, you betcha. So that's something you really have to keep in mind. And honestly, my advice based on the sad relationships that I had, you got to establish at the beginning 
what you want to do about monogamy or open relationships or whatever. Sit down and talk about it. Yes, it's hard to sit down and talk about, but you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches. And what I would say is I would say, look, do you want to be monogamous? Yes? Okay, I do too. We both want to be monogamous, okay? That means no fucking, no sucking, preferably please, no kissing, any of that. Do you agree with that? If not, speak up now. Okay, now what I will ask of you is before you do anything, before you decide that you're going to sleep with somebody else, please let me know that you would like to change the relationship to an open relationship. I don't know how I would feel about that, but I would certainly want to talk to you about it so that it can be fair to both of us and there's no lying. I'm not saying that's going to work in every single case, but at least you're asking for honesty. Dating, it's something that can be difficult. I have found people I know, people that have kindly corresponded with me feel that way sometimes. And I think that's normal. And maybe, you know, that's why it comes to open relationships or throuples or orgies or whatever. So it's, it's a cautionary tale that is enjoyable as it can be hooking up with many men, as Blanche would say, many, many men. <laughs> as Blanche would say. Sometimes it comes at a price. This dream you have of settling down and living happily ever after with a white picket fence, maybe that's going to be more difficult than you think. Yeah. So, I don't know. I know in this 21st century that technology is going to keep changing and we're going to have to keep keeping up with it if we want to be at a, you know, at a certain place. You know, I make sure that I have a presence because of my shows. I have a presence, you know, on Facebook. I have a presence on Twitter, Instagram. What I don't have is TikTok because uh, many reasons. So if they want to call themselves boyfriends, even if they live half a world away and they've never met and they never have any plans to meet and they've never had sex... I guess you could video, again, 21st century, my friends. But genuinely, I don't think we could ever have enough love in our lives. And if two people want to express their love this way, through the computer, who are we to question love? It's different for everybody. The experiences are different for everybody. And I think that we need to give our support to young people in their own dating adventures with new technology. As to the gentleman that got so very jealous, I think that the young man's going to be setting himself up for a lot of heartache, but I guess just like we had to learn lessons as we were growing up in this new reality, I think guys have to find their own way. And again, with our support always 
There are new methods for contact. There are new methods for socialization. There are new methods to see each other. Well, I'm waiting for holograms, and I I don't think it'll be that well. They're already doing shows with holograms. They started with Whitney Houston. ABBA has a thing going now, a world tour of them. (laughs) Wow, it's just so bizarre, you know? And I'm hoping that I get to use the technology at least a little bit. You know, some hologram will appear in your living room. It'll be interesting. I really want to see that. I really want to see that. Other than that, yeah, we got to keep up with technology, right? Thank God I have Paco, who is a computer engineer. He helps me with everything. Okay, let me just give you a health update. So a spinal doctor looked at my x-ray that I had done when I saw my primary care physician, and they've determined that my back is fractured worse than they originally thought. And so they sent my PET scan and my x-rays to a spinal clinic, and they evaluated, and I believe they said that I do not need surgery. So I am going to be following up, trying to do something else with it, because it is better, but it hurts a fair amount at times. So there's that. And tomorrow I am having my crown removed and the tooth that I crushed underneath it accidentally removed and I'll be getting ready to have an implant put in and then coming up I think I told you that I'm going to be having a biopsy of things in the back of my tongue just to see make sure nothing's going on there and uh yeah so that's where I'm at right now and just waiting to start all these appointments but I got the the dental thing tomorrow, and that might be a bit severe for me to do a show for four or five days. So please just, you know, bear with me on that. I will put out a show certainly as soon as I can. So this is an update to the update. This is a few days later. So the doctor said that I don't need to have any surgery. My regular doctor is referring me to a pain clinic and we might see what's going on there. Also, since I recorded, I have gone for a butt cancer check. As you might know, if you've been following me, that I had an external cancer right around my butthole, and I had that removed in 2005. So they were in there digging around like they do on my checks, and it was an area that looked a little different to her, so she just decided to have that biopsied. So they snipped that out of me, sent it off to the lab, and I got the results. And there is no cancer anywhere near my butt. So at least all that's clear. And pretty much the tongue surgery, which is now going to be the end of April, uh, those are just two spots they want a biopsy that look a little strange too. But I do not have cancer currently there. I had my crown and my tooth dug out of my head. I go to a dental school for that, for the um, advanced senior people that are just about to become full doctors, or dentists in this case. And uh, once they got all that removed, she realized that I have bone loss where that tooth was. So she grafted bone into me from a dead person. (laughs) 
I can't get away from dead people. They're everywhere. So it was cadaver bone, which is fine. And now I am waiting for my gum to close over the bone and heal up. She said it's got to heal for about four months. So I'm having the tongue stuff done while I'm still healing from the tooth thing. And then after it's all healed, then I'm going to have the implant drilled down into my bone, which has a little spike up to it. And then a new crown will be put on over there. And then finally, no tooth in there, an implant and a nice secure crown. And I'm really looking forward to that. It should be all wrapped up in about six more months. But you know what? It's been going on for three and a half years now because of stupid COVID. So at least, at least I'm thankful it's getting done. So I'll keep you updated on all the fun that's going on with my health these days. But I am a very fortunate person. And believe me, I know it and I count my blessings every day. And once again, guys, don't miss the episode that's coming out this weekend. I will tell you this much about it. It's two different things. There's going to be a short segment at the beginning talking about some of the troubles and problems that the senior gay community face. And then there's going to be two short story times about college wrestlers. So it's a jam-packed episode. Don't miss it this weekend. I appreciate so much, guys, you staying with me. It means the world to me. Okay, I'm going to let you go. I will chat with you later. Bye for now.